Hello and welcome to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. My name is Jay Clark. This season is flying past. It is round 14 already and the stakes very high for lots of teams. I'm joined by my great friends as always, Nathan Brown. Got your fishing shirt back on. Hello, Nathan. I certainly have, Jay. I tell you what, this is the make or break round for tipsters. Yep. So if you're in a tipping competition anywhere, mm. these are hard games. I reckon there's four that are genuine 50-50. This is where you make your money, Stevie. So you're going, are you an aggressive tipper or are you a conservative tipper? Nah, I'm a bit of both. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Stevie J, hello. You mate, do you've got a, a family tipping competition at home? No, I don't. Okay. Uh, but good to be here. We don't have, good <laughs> yeah, I don't have a family like one either. Uh, Just in the local okay. watering hole. Uh, that's good. Hey, um, Steve, you would have been watching the NBA Finals this weekend. Of course, the Denver Nuggets beat the Miami Heat. And I love the celebrations afterwards. You see, they're popping bottles there with the champagne flying everywhere. The, the Oakley goggles are a bit of a new fad at the moment. But um, they look happy as Larry after beating the Heat 4-1. Um, did you enjoy your... Premiership celebrations was it was it anything like that, Steve? It was or? nothing like that. It was more of a, a VB stubby <laughs> rather yeah. than a probably a two thousand dollar bottle of champagne, which yes. they have about two sips of. Yes. And I love how they get they get straight on the big fat Cuban cigars. Too, <laughs> yes, don't they? they do, don't they? I wonder whether they smoke them during the week or is it just when they win a championship? Um, I reckon both. Mm. I reckon both. But one man who does, and mm. I noticed this, this is Conor McGregor. So I reckon he just went a little bit far with the mascot here. So they're just doing an integrate. Like absolutely. <laughs> like Conor, what are you doing? This is just a mascot. That mascot eventually went to hospital which was wow. unfortunate for the mascot. Head injuries. He just went a little bit too far. He does. Conor McGregor. Yes. So my question to you first of mm. all is, sometimes when we do things, you go, ooh, maybe I've gone a little bit too far there. Have you had a moment like that? I've had about 100 moments. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one a little bit lighter. Where mm. uh, in the change rooms one day at Canini Park and Brad Ottens had just opened up what he thought was some fan mail, which the club had passed on. Mm. And um, it was a, a guy had sent him a letter um, telling him he was disgraceful, he's got to get on the park, and all these kind of negative things. Mm. Anyway, Sledging him. he made the silly mistake of leaving his address at the bottom of the letter. letter. Ooh. So about six of us that night <laughs> jumped, carpooled, a dozen eggs each, yes. pulled up outside his house <laughs> and just peppered his house with 12 <laughs> eggs each and just uh, drove off. So he's already feeling far. bad about himself and you've made it even worse. Yeah. This, this is the bloke who wrote the letter. Yeah. He deserved it. Oh, yeah. I thought yeah, you meant Brad Ottens. No, 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 you went to the, the bloke's bloke house. The bloke that wrote the letter he was a local. his address at the bottom yes. of it. He was a local. He yes. was a local. Oh. He was a critic. How did you not get that brown? So yeah, he's he's copped yeah. 72 yeah. eggs on the outside of his house and his car. I like that. Stevie, uh, anything you've ever done, Brownie, we might have been a little bit over the top. Yeah, there was an annual ball many years ago. It would have been maybe 2001 at the Western Bulldogs, and we had these little lollies in the middle, about the size of a half a golf ball, but they were hard lollies, like, like a Gobstoppers. And I remember Dar said to me, he goes, I bet you can't hit plough with that. Was, so everyone was starting to disperse in the um, in the Palladium ballroom and mm -hmm. it was getting towards the end of the night, so there was a lot of space. Yeah. He would have been yeah. 40 metres away. Like senior coach. Senior Terry coach. Terry Wallace. Probably 40 metres away. Yep. And we'd had a few and, and Dars dared me to do it. And I thought, there's no way it'll get anywhere near him. So I just picked it up and, I, and as soon as it left my fingers, I was like, it's got him. 
That's got him. It went like a tracer bullet and hit him, right? And he lost, he lost it. He started blaming people around him, and then he stormed out. Stormed oh, out. He thought that people would laugh at him, making jokes about him. Stormed out. And yes. Never told him. No, he didn't. Never told didn't him. Shut no. up. I felt bad because we were tight, man, plough. He thought he'd been sniped from the grassy knoll. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Very good arm from you. Hey, uh, Brandy, while you're on fire, it is time yeah. for this. It is in my opinion, and this is a good subject brought up by you, this uh, this new one, that uh, Brisbane, I tipped Brisbane at the start of the year to win the Premiership. I don't think they can win the Premiership unless Eric Hipwood does something, mm. unless he has a big final series, which he was okay in the final series last year. But I want to bring up his numbers from this year, and they may look okay from 12 games. 20 goals, goal accuracy, he's taken three marks inside 50, and you look at that and go, okay, if you're taking three marks inside forward 50, that's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, disposals, nine a game, that's for a forward. I look at that and go, not bad. Yep. But I want to show you another slide. Ooh. This is against sides that you'll probably come up against in the final series. So Good ones. this is the sides he's played this year, Eric. So round one against Port Adelaide, three kicks, one goal. Round two against Melbourne, seven, zero. Round Bulldogs, five and one. Collingwood, when they were flying, he kicked two, and then a couple of weeks ago, only the one kick against Adelaide. So they're five sides that they might find in the final series. You reckon he doesn't fire against the quality teams? No, he does not. And his final series is okay last year. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about right now mm -hmm. and whether he can propel them to a premiership. Mm -hmm. So if he can't fire in the finals, maybe find someone who can. Do they go in with a Danaher, Rainer combination, Cameron and Bailey? Do they leave him out all year? Kick four last week. That yeah. was against Hawthorne, against Hawthorne in an open game. So is that so because... I've got concerns about mm. Eric Hipwood mm -hmm. in a big final because I think Brisbane have got the team that they can win the premiership. Yeah. Does it revolve around him? It well, might. Now, I know Gunston's out this week, but he's a September specialist. Well, is he getting too old? Well, now that Gunston is out or has dropped out of the team for his own form, doesn't it put even more pressure, more responsibility on Eric Hipwood? Doesn't he really come into focus but over the he has to do it month? against the good teams. Mm. Has to do it against the good teams. He can't continue to do it against the poor teams that you'd expect him to kick goals and against. Is it a capability thing or a confidence thing? Um, I, I think he's a super talented player. Mm. Uh, maybe... I don't think it's a talent thing at all. I yep. think he's got the talent to do it. Mm -hmm. Whether Eric can do it or not is another thing. What do you think, Stevie? He's, got, he's going to get more footy coming his way this week against the Swans, who are de a depleted defence, so it's probably not going to back up your argument if he is to come out and kick four or five this week. Mm. Um, I agree. Uh, he needs to be able to do it uh, against the best teams. He's got to be able to do it away from home because a lot of these Brisbane players, they're very good at the gather. And when they get to another place, their mm. form has been nowhere near as good. So is the MCG hoodoo, you guys tell me, is the MCG hoodoo for, for Hipwood and the Brisbane Lions, is it real or imagined? So one win out of their last 13, got pants by Geelong, 71 points at the preliminary final. Is, do they really struggle? Is there a confidence issue winning games at the home of footy? Well, I think when you qualify in the top four like they've been able to do but then haven't been able to go on with it, it sticks in their memory a little bit. And then mm -hmm. if it, if the games don't start the way they want to, mm -hmm. then, you know, it's just a little... The doubts. The doubts creep in. Yep. So um, they've got the list to do it. I reckon they've got one of the best lists in the AFL and it's probably why you tipped them mm -hmm. at the start of the yep. season to win the mm -hmm. flag. 
but you just have so many doubts around them and you have so many doubts around some of these key forwards that they've got and Gunston's been uh, badly out of form. He's actually omitted himself yeah. this week, so that's an interesting one. I think mm. they struggle to defend the width at the MCG. Mm. So the Gabba is a bit shorter and you mm. get value for out of the centre into your forwards where it's not as wide as the MCG and that's where I think Hawthorne got them last week, over handballing and getting through those zones. Um, I've got doubts. I've got doubts. I did tip him at the start of the year to win the Premiership, but I've got doubts on Hipwood. Very interesting. Spotlight on Eric Hipwood. That has been Brownies, in my opinion. <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how the Brisbane Lions respond to that shock loss to Hawthorne last week. They come up against the Sydney Swans, and you'd think, Brownie, this would be an opportunity for the Lions forwards, in particular without Jack Gunston, to fill their boots against the Swans. Yeah, they'll bounce back. Sydney undermanned at the moment and they play the Gabba so much. They have four, five, maybe even six goal, better side up yep. there. Uh, look, I'm still keen on, and I'm bullish on Brisbane. I just mm. think they need to get their away game right at the moment. I think they win this game they win it comfortably. Yeah, they definitely defend the Gabba better than they defend other grounds and that's mm -hmm. why there's a big knock on them coming to the MCG when it matters and winning a final. Um, so, yeah, they'll find it hard, the Sydney Swans up there at the Gabba. They seem to just be uh, very hard to beat. Stevie, can we ask you about the Swans? I mean, we saw them make the grand final last year. Pip Collingwood in the preliminary, preliminary final, of course. We raved about this young list and one of the best coaching setups in the game. But it's been very disappointing so far this year. Why do you think that is? I think they started the season poorly because they had a lot of injuries yeah. leading into the season, so guys were underdone, mm -hmm. and then maybe a knock on a bit of confidence early on in the year when they lost some games they should have won, and then again they've had uh, quite a number of injuries, and they just don't have the depth. They need their best 27 players available mm -hmm. uh, to be competing against the best teams, and when they're not playing or they've missed three or four of those important players. Mm. They're just an average team. And with your mate Lance Franklin expected to finish up at the end of the year will be very interesting to see how they spend that salary cap money. Potentially another marquee forward. We will look forward to that. Right. This is going to be interesting. Next I tell you what we've got a new segment. You've come up with this Stevie. The liniment sniffers. I think board members need to look at and are you sure coming up next on In The Back Pocket. Yes, welcome back to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. Right, we're going to go back a couple of weeks because Stevie J sort of aired some frustrations um, about people standing in the background, Brownie, inserting themselves where they shouldn't be. Called them liniment sniffers. Um, yeah, it's sniffing some liniment. We're really wanting to get around the boys where they shouldn't be, perhaps. So you thought we'd come up with a new award uh, to present a trophy to the person who we catch out liniment sniffing. This is a, from a couple of weeks ago where uh, you sort of put this on the table, Stevie. At Geelong, uh, we used to find that you know when we have a bad loss, they'd come into the rooms, they'd stand there in their big duffel coats, and they'd be looking out. And like uh, a lot of them are very good people, but um, just we just there, thought they were liniment sniffers, just coming yeah. down to just have a little bit of a smell of the liniment on the on the legs of the players. And, and this is the power you had at Geelong. You're basically board members, the, the people who essentially run the club, from coming into the um, club rooms, of course, and getting around you in the, in the rooms after a big win. Yeah. They, they would have been... Good people, though. <laughs> Good people, apparently, but they sniff liniment. Yeah, they would have been flat with that, Good fair people. to say, Stevie. So um, we'll come up with an award uh, brownie. We're going to yeah. get a trophy, and we're going to present it to the person who might be somewhere where they shouldn't be. And um, we need the people's help with this, so yeah, send in yeah. your suggestions on, um, on our YouTube 
YouTube channel, um, on social media. If you see anyone hanging around a place where they uh, shouldn't be, hit us up on that because we want to uh, point them out. Does anyone come to mind, Brown? Celebrities, celebrities do it a fair Lurking. bit. I think there was a, yeah. a famous photo of Collingwood with Rob Lowe many, yes. many years ago yeah. in, the, in the change room. So Rob Lowe, obviously a Hollywood actor. Mm -hmm. um, but I saw one last week where... Who? Tex kicked 10, right? Yep. And a former teammate of mine, Daniel Jackson, is mm. the runner mm. at Adelaide. And everybody patted him on the bag. Everyone was excited. And then Jacko seemed to go up to him. And I think that he had a joke with him and to say that Tex, you're coming off. And mm. Tex gave him nothing pretty much. So that's a liniment sniffer. That's someone mm. trying to insert themselves into a spot yep. where they really shouldn't be, Stephen. It's funny how often you've got to drink after you kick the goal. The trainers <laughs> used to insert themselves mm. into positions. But uh, yeah. one bloke that mm -hmm. captures my attention very, very often when uh, the Crows have a big win, mm. Ryan Fitzy Fitzgerald. <laughs> yes. Hey, yes. He loves getting in the rooms and getting around the boys. But the funny thing with him is he's got two young kids that come along and travel along with him. They think that that's just the norm. That's what you do after a liniment win. Liniment sniff. You, mm. you go in and you get around the boys and have a bit of a sniff of the liniment. <laughs> <laughs> very good. We need your help with that one, but we're going to straighten up. Now this is time for... Or are you sure? Brandon, going straight to you this week. Are you sure the Western Bulldogs coach, Luke Beveridge, is getting it right at selection? No, he's not. And it's hard that you're trying to get the right balance at selection, mm -hmm. but bringing in Josh Bruce and Alex Keith last week into the defensive end against forwards who are up and they were flying as well. Rory Lobb at the moment, where's he placed? Oscar Baker had season highs touches the week before. He went out of the side. They lack some runs. So Young O'Donnell. The dog and O'Donnell. The dogs at the moment, uh, they don't know what their best team is. Uh, they, they're a very good side and they mm. should be playing finals, mm. but they're just on the cusp. He likes to mix it up at selection. There's no doubt about that. Luke Beveridge. Hey, Stevie J, are you sure Richmond should be the favourite to beat St Kilda? Why are we off the Saints? Well, I'm sure we'll jump into that game when we uh, touch on it. But um, this is a battle of Richmond who are scoring more heavily uh, in the last three or four weeks up against St Kilda, who's the best defence in the competition. So uh, hard to hard to have a, a strong uh, opinion on this one, but it'll be a good game to watch. Who you uh, St Kilda. Very good. Brownie, are you sure there will be significant change at Carlton around Michael Voss if he stays on for next year. So if the senior coach stays, will there be carnage around him? Well, I believe that Michael Voss should be there next season. Mm -hmm. um, Carlton have sacked too many coaches over the past and we've seen examples right now where clubs have stuck on with their coach and mm -hmm. changed what is around him. They're not saying that I want players or people around him to be gone, mm -hmm. but it seems the way that clubs have gone in the past to get success. Why aren't they playing the style that he wants them to play? Um, I, I believe their game plan, the way they move the football, needs some adjusting, and that is led by Michael Voss and his mm. coaching department. Needs to get to work there at the Blues and turn that ship around. Stevie J, are you sure Nick Martin is the second best midfielder at the Bombers? Well, it's good to see guys like you are starting to give him some recognition, <laughs> which you know I sort of got on his bandwagon you brought, around you two or three the of the, of the Every season. Every time but, we say something, you write an article about it. I, I'm guessing you, you, you have him behind, say, Zach Merritt, um, and then there's what we got Parrish and mm. uh, Young Perkins is making a good charge. But Where I love what him? Nick Martin is doing. Mm -hmm. I think on the open market he'd be worth between seven and eight hundred thousand dollars mm. a season. So has he gone past Parrish? Is the number two banana? <clears throat> I think so because last week they moved him uh, in, into the on-ball brigade and he was able to handle himself really well. He's yep. strong around the contested situations yep. and big. He's six foot. 
three or four. Yeah. Um, right. So I was very, very surprised when you when you yeah, walked past him. four, which is a big boy. Now, mm. you're the person who puts all the wages in the paper. Mm. What's he on at the moment? Nick Martin, I think he's on pretty standard money, sort of three fifty-ish. Yeah. Um, signed a cheap deal in last year, twenty twenty-two. So I reckon you're he can a, double. a double and more bump. Yeah. Yeah. I a mean, if, if yeah. he was to come out of contract and test the market. He's going to be an All-Australian player this year, mm -hmm. and that's as a young player, so the upside to him is mm. huge. Yep. yep, right. More quickly, uh, Brownie, are you sure a Sava Radigalea should stay at Geelong? Yes, good football club, stay there, play your footy. Port Adelaide's still very interested. Now, Stevie J, are you sure Sam Walsh should be spending 38% of his game time down forward, spending a lot of time in attack? Well, there must be a reason why they're doing it. Otherwise, you know, they wouldn't be. But um, what they do lack around their midfield is some speed and some run and carry and yep. um, some ability to be able to kick the ball inside 50. That's where they're falling down, Carlton. Their, Polish? Their efficiency going into their forward 50, and he's one of the better kicks at that footy club. So potentially some more time in the midfield might help that. The Blues loaded up on contested ball users, but has the game changed? Last one for you, Brown. Are you sure North Melbourne will win another game for the rest of the season? Yes, they will. Any idea who? No. Okay, that has been a good one. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, massive game at the MCG Saturday night. Richmond versus St Kilda. Real contrast of styles here between the two teams, Stevie. Yeah, Richmond uh, have been attacking a lot better the last three weeks, really scoring a lot more heavily. And they're coming up against St Kilda, who's the best defensive team in the competition. So uh, I expect this to be low scoring. I expect Ross Lyon to get back in numbers and support his defence What the same way they have all season and then try and get Richmond on the counterpunch. But we do know Richmond has improved in that area as well. Yeah, they have. And I'll tell you what, Nan Curvis has been huge since coming back the last couple of weeks. Just mm -hmm. having that big colossus in the middle has allowed Ryan to go forward and around the edges a bit. But um, I'm tipping St Kilda just because I think this is going to be a defensive game. Mm -hmm. um, they don't play too often at the MCG, mm -hmm. but I think they've just got the defensive game to get over the Tigers. The Tigers have had high-scoring, free-flowing games. I just think this one is going to be a little more tight and the Saints to win. Can I ask you both about a, a player in particular? We're talking about him a lot. Jade Gresham, St Kilda. Probably a year or two ago, wanted to be a big dog in the midfield. Ross Lyon has said, no, you're a small forward. Use your um, smarts around goal to hit the scoreboard. How are you rating him? There's talk about you know another club poaching him, putting him back into the midfield. Well, he doesn't have the engine to go through the midfield and play a full game of footy. I expect them to use him at centre bounce, kind of a similar way to Sydney use Papley. Yep. Give him the odd go through the, the centre bounce and then push him forward where he does his best work. That's mm -hmm. where he's um, most important That's for them. Top. Inside 50, he can hit mm -hmm. the scoreboard as well as anyone. And they've got enough midfielders that can go through there anyway. Everyone wants to be an inside mid. Mm. And unfortunately, there's only a spot for four of them. Mm. So if you're not good enough and you can't run hard enough, you go play forward. And uh, the other thing is, if he plays in the midfield, he's pushing one of those midfielders out who to can't the forward who job. can't do what he can do and Goes in back to goals. Stevie J. Mm. The other players couldn't do what he did forward. That's true. Stevie, you're very good. Hey, this is going to be very interesting. Nathan Brown has demanded some time. He said he has got the best Who Needs a Malcolm of the year. Looking oh, forward to this, Nathan. He's got to get the ending right. <laughs> Pathetic effort from Pittman in ruck. But he's going to have to live with that. Ah, oh, there's plenty of people who need a Malcolm, uh, you included, your organisation. <laughs> but let's just start off with uh, Coles Supermarket Chain. Now, they say they're the fresh food people. There they are, the fresh food people. Now, I need to do four kids' lunches every morning, mm. and it gets hard. Yes. And sometimes I like to go to the local fruiterer or the South Melbourne markets, but sometimes I go to Coles, and mm. um, most of the time they do a good job. Yeah. But 
They're the fresh food people. They say they're the fresh food people. So the first, a series of unfortunate events happened. So I normally get um, up and goes, mm -hmm. and they had a red tag on that, like it was meant to be a special. Yeah. I opened that up. It was exactly the same price as what they normally are, which is a bit of a dif disappointing start. Well, why don't you stare down the barrel? <laughs> stare down the barrel. Stare down the barrel. So then I've got all my stuff and in my bag, right? Yeah. I get the bag, and you've got the 25-cent bag, which mm -hmm. is the paper bag, the brown paper bag these days, yes. or the black calico bag, which is a dollar. Yeah. So I've got prammed all my stuff in there. There's the warden over there who obviously stops you from stealing stuff <laughs> and not doing a hell of a lot of this stuff. But the bag splits. Oh. So the bag splits from the handle. Everything comes out all over the floor. Banderines, apples, milk. The milk didn't explode, which was good. Yeah. The warden, not even moving. I'm down on my hands and knees. Not no up, help, yeah. no nothing. Another customer actually helped me mm. get all the stuff out. And then I go to back get, it, get another bag. I thought, well, that one split. Yeah. I'm going to get the Calico dollar bag. Yes. But I didn't scan it, right? I didn't scan it. Then the warden pipes up and goes, you're going to have to scan that bag. <laughs> and I said, I'm just picking them up at the moment. I will scan the bag, but can you take the 25 cents off for that one? And uh, then so I get home. So I'm, I'm a bit flustered. Yeah. I get home. Yeah. I'm cutting through the apple, the first apple, and it is turning brown in mm. front of my eyes. Oh, good. So I let out a swear word, Stephen, mm. and I didn't think anybody was around me. And then my daughter, who's six, says, Dad, mm -hmm. You're not allowed to swear. I'm yeah. telling mum. I said, don't tell mum. Yeah. She goes upstairs, tells mum. <laughs> mum comes down. So, Coles, I got in trouble with my wife. I got in trouble with my kid. Yes. I said, you're not very fresh. It's very disappointing. Yeah. You need a Malcolm. Yeah. I've lost my way. <laughs> I had a big ending. I need to go. Just pathetic, it was. Yeah, that was longer than Dennis Lilly's run up. <laughs> Who needs a Malcolm? But you tried hard. Well done, Browning. Particularly with a pathetic effort from Pittman in Ruck. But he's going to have to live with that. I needed a better ending, but I'm going to Aldi. I'm done. I'm going to Aldi. It is very disappointing when your bag splits, uh, Nathan. I understand your frustration. Yeah, and you've got to pay for them, and you get home, and the brown apple, and you cut into it. That means it's been frozen yeah. for a long, long time. We heard it the first time. Thank you, Brownie. That was a nice Who Needs a Malcolm? Coming up next, Stevie. You reckon you are the number one chip blind chip taste tester in the country. We're going to put that to the test after the break on In the Back Pocket. Chip test. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on In The Back Pocket. Stevie J loves his takeaway chips. We are going to test that on Stevie Yay or Stevie Nay. Hey Stevie, interesting scenes up there at Brisbane with Jackie Gunston and Daniel Rich essentially mm. dropping themselves out of the senior team. They've been in ordinary form and will now have a bit of a uh, training block. Have you ever put your hand up or ever heard of anyone putting their hand up to be dropped out of the senior team, it's No, 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 no I haven't, it's 100% no. Right. In fact, if I was what out of think? form, yeah. I would be campaigning in the coach's office, come on, just one more week. Yes. And I, even if I had a poor week that week, I'd say, come on, just one more week. I've yeah. never heard of someone dropping themselves. You ever dropped yourself, Brownie? No. No, there's, there's a few yourself. more people that probably should have over the journey, but no. <laughs> Toby Green can win the Brownlow. Yes. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, Toby, uh, they've won five games, the Giants. I have him best on ground in all five of those wins and potentially a couple of other votes uh, in a couple of their losses. But whether he uh, gets the umpire's nod mm -hmm. is another story. He needs some umpire love. Hey, uh, Johnny Longmire been back up coaching in the box. Do you think he should move back down to the ground to uh, try and fire up his young swans? Yeah, I think it, it would help. Yes, I think it would help. Yes. 
keep his emotions in check a little bit. We watched him in the box last week. He's losing it. And he was uh, off off the rails. <laughs> and it would be hard for his assistant coaches. And I've been up there when yes. he's in those type of moods. And it's very Tough. hard to think so about covers his mouth. what <laughs> yes. you need to be doing. So get back to the... To the ground level horse. A bit like when Rocket said, uh, and Leon asked him to settle down in that clip. Hey, um, Cabana or Salami? Uh, it's not a yes, no, but... Um, no, that's a question you gave me. Cabana or Salami? Would you prefer... Would you prefer Cabana over Salami? 100% yes! What sort of question's that? Uh, well, I think it's a food question, which we like to have a food question right, okay. in there. So, yeah, I, I would. I don't want to know what's actually in Cabana. Yep. I think it's all the offcuts of the pork that gets... The giblets? Yes, it cuts, cut away from the belly. But you like um, it. But it yep. tastes good, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Very good. Hey, speaking of food, now this is something you put on the table about a month ago. You said you were the best in the country at testing uh, takeaway uh, chips. Let's have a quick listen. Are McDonald's chips better than KFC chips? No. Oh, I can distinguish between the KFC chips no, and the we'll Macca's chips we'll just by the texture. So we're going to test you. Steve. Okay, Stephen, okay, here you go. So Here's a... Where are the chips? Put this on. We're going to bring the chips in after you put Come that on. on. And we're going to test. We've got four sets of chips. One is McDonald's, one is KFC, one is Hungry Jack's, and one is Red Rooster. <laughs> I haven't seen one of these types of bloody... Yeah. So, for a while, mate. All right, here we go. Here's the first one, Stephen, in your hand. That's a chip right there. What, what one's that from? Two? That's from number two. Okay. Well, that's a Kentucky chip. Mm. Oh, okay. Let me know. Yep. There you Next go, one. there's another one. What's that, number one? What do you think? Okay. What's that one? Taking your time. It's Kentucky too, is it? <laughs> it tastes a little bit like Kentucky. So we've gone two Kentuckys. <laughs> no. What's your guess? Number three. Is there four different kinds of chips? Yes, there is. Yep. Yes. I'm going to say that's Red Rooster. Wow. Yeah. Right, so here's, here's another one. Mm-hmm. Bowl number four. <laughs> Impressive so far. Right, I'll say, Kentucky um, too? <laughs> no. Well, I'm starting to doubt myself now. I'm thinking that might be the Red Rooster. No, I think keep going, Stevie. No, I'll go Hungry Jacks with that one. All right, here's the last one. Wow, number one. That's a McDonald's chip. That is bloody extraordinary. You have picked all four correctly. Did you really? Two KFC, three Red Rooster, four Hungry Jacks, and the last one, McDonald's. You said you were the best <laughs> at picking up blind tasting takeaway chips, <laughs> and you nailed it. Number two are the best. This is a KFC, yeah? What is it? How, how much of these things do you That's eat you. on the trip down the Hume, Steve? A few. I should get a deal. <laughs> well, well, at least one. Oh, those are roosters, are they? roosters. I've actually you. never seen that before as the boys keep diving in. That has been an unforgettable Stevie Yay or Stevie Nay. I think there's going to be some job opportunities coming your way, mm. uh, Stevie. Maybe some advert uh, opportunities. Hey, uh, massive game this Carlton. Building a big brand, aren't you? Mm. Kind of am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> massive game Carlton versus uh, Gold Coast. It feels like it's a real tinderbox icon park with pressure on everyone there at the footy club. 
Does Carlton tinderbox means it's about to explode? It's um, high pressure, um, Stevie J. Who do you think wins here? You're backing in the Blues, or does Gold Coast um, get over the line here? The Blues, dollar seventy favourite. How much confidence? You well, got? it might be a tinderbox if Carlton lose mm. uh, down there at Icon Park. But um, the big challenge for Carlton is their forward half connection. So. So far this season, they're scoring a goal from 19% of the inside 50. So that's just not good enough. Something's going astray there. And the Gold Coast Suns, their, their one wood is their contested ball and contested possessions clearance. So um, it's going to be on through the middle of the ground, but Carlton certainly need to be better with their efficiency, with their ball use going forward and the way their two-prong key forwards work together to get better shots on goal. Mm. Not out 40, 50 metres out from goal, trying to get them deeper entries and then working together so they're not both going up for the same marking contest and neither one of them's get, getting a lick of the ice cream. They've been in games though, haven't they? So it's not like you sit there at the end of the game and go, gee, Carlton have been beaten by 70 or 80 points. This is, there's nothing to work with here. They yeah. were two goals nine last week. So let's take that, 11 shots a goal. There was one out in the full, so that's 13, 12 shots a goal. Just imagine if they were six goals six instead of two goals nine. So they're three to four goals ahead of Essendon at that point. They put scoreboard pressure on it. So nothing's all lost because if it was... No. 10 goal losses week after week, then you go, well, there's not much to work with, but there's definitely something to work with, the fact that they just need to kick their goals, put reward on the scoreboard, make themselves, you, you need a little bit of a, a good feeling, and the, the coaches need that as well, the players need that, the supporters need that, just kick your goals. Yeah, you could argue that their system is actually pretty good, it's just if they don't kick the goals, well, Michael Voss... pressure everyone else. And, and I don't know whether that's a coaching issue or whether, whether it's a confidence issue from the players, um, the one worry with Carlton is I, I don't feel like they can respond when they feel like the game is, is going, going the other way. If it's an arm wrestle and they're in front in the arm wrestle, you think, yep, they, they'll be okay. But as soon as the arm wrestle starts to go back the other way, so say three or four goals they down. can't resist it. So that's the worry. But isn't that a leadership thing? Is that when so would eyeballs you, Stevie, and say, Stevie, we need something from you? Yeah, and I've gone on record of, as saying I don't think they have enough leaders at their footy club. So... Um, you'd hope they're having some strong internal conversations about, okay, in this point of the game, this is happening. In this point of the game, this is happening. What do we need to do? What do I need from you as a player? What do we need from you as the key forward? These are the kind of things that make the good footy clubs great. Yeah, very good, Stevie. Pressure certainly building at Icon Park. Right, Brownie, the $100 play. Uh, your form has been good over the last month or so, but can you tell us how you went last week? Not that great. Okay. Not that great. So <laughs> Clayton Oliver was out. So normally when you void a bet, yes. and um, one of our lovely producers, Demi, pointed out that I was going to keep 100, but no, 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 it wasn't. It's only same game multis where if you have a leg voided that you're out. So I obviously took just a normal multi. So when Clayton Oliver was out with the apparently the blisters, Blister. uh, the infected blisters, I lost my bet, which is disappointing. You but, ever been um, out with a blister before? I'm, no, I'm still a long way. Ahead of Stephen, nearly missed with a cold sore once it was that big. <laughs> um, what is your bet uh, this week, Brownie? It's just an easy one to get back on track this week, a three-leg multi. Port to win, Brisbane to win, Western Bulldogs to win. It's pretty short. Oh, I like that. What about you, Stevie it's J? very short, and I'm glad I'm on Demi's side, so I'm a little bit more popular with Demi. <laughs> I was able to convince her to make sure your bet was I'm right off definitely Demi, not I'm void. So I'm not having the best run, but as <laughs> I keep saying to the... 
the viewers out there. Yes. Stick, stick with, with, me. with me. And I've gone with one. I'm very confident. This is the most confident I've been in one yeah, of my multis like really for the whole season. Yep, Port Adelaide, Connor Rosie. If they're going to go to anyone, they'll go to Butters. So Rosie should cash in. Mitch Duncan, 20 plus possessions. Like that was a dollar fifty-three or something. He is yeah. a dead set certainty to get mm, 20 back possessions. Back from injury. Brisbane to win and Joe Danaher in all of their wins at the Gabba this season he's been kicking two, four, three, nothing under Kick two. Six so, up there too. Yeah, um, get on that one. That oh. is good. Oh, and I, like I agree. It. They will go to Butters. They won't go to Rosie. Rosie's last six at Adelaide Oval. Every game over twenty-five. I think you've got a winner there, Stephen. Yeah, and you might want to put one on yourself there, Nath. Just follow me in. I'm going to be later. Very good, boys. The chip test was absolutely outstanding. Stevie, Branny, loved you. Who needs a Malcolm? Looking forward to another one next week. And we need your help with the liniment sniffers. If you see someone or something lurking in the background, let us know. Thanks for watching In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. We'll see you next week. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.